I got to check out the latest dude, the latest Denzel property. Denzel Washington starring in a the Denzel Magnificent joint. Seven. Yeah. It was a Denzel, a Denzel joint. <laughs> the Magnificent Seven starring mm-hmm. Denzel Washington. I, 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 can't, I, can't, I can't say an all-star cast. It was it had, a bad it, it had, cast. It had, no, no, no. I'm not saying it was bad. But it had stars in it. Yeah. But the Seven itself... You know three of those dudes, maybe four. <laughs> exactly. Like Chris Pratt's a big yeah. dude now. I mean, that's one of the three you remember. And then like Ethan yeah. Hawke's always that guy that's like, yeah, no, I know his name. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you remember. Ethan those three. Right. You right. will you will spot the name Vincent D'Onofrio in the credits. You yeah. will not spot him in the movie until someone specifically points it out to you. And he lose he weight? No, 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 he's just, no, he's just done. He's like just he's heavily like... made up. In fact, yeah. he may have gained weight for this role. He might have. He looked a little big. Yeah. Vincent he ain't Ethan Hawke. Well, no, he, he's, 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 he, I'm going to call, I'm going to call him the, 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 uh, the, uh, I was going to say Chris Nolan. What's his name? Uh, Batman. Um, the guy who played Bale? Batman? Yeah. Yeah. He's the fat Christian Bale. Because yeah. he, he's, he's a familiar <laughs> man. Every, every role, he looks different. You got you to identify him. Like, yo, that's him. Like, word? It's like, yeah, you got to shave the beard, knock off about 40 pounds, and then, you know, like, dress him this way, you know, take off the Santa Claus gear. Oh, yeah, that is him. He was the kingpin. I know, right? He was also that dude from Jurassic World. What the f- what? <laughs> well, Vincent D'Onofrio was in this movie. Ethan Hawke is in this movie. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed this movie. It's very simple. It's a remake of the 1960 um, Magnificent Seven, the original starring Yul Brenner, Steve McQueen, Charles Bronson. But even before then, it was... Uh, it was The Seven, Seven Samurai, Samurai from Kurosawa. A long history of remakes of this. And most of them have not been successful. The Magnificent Seven, the original movie with Yul Brenner, I think, was the most successful up until now. This movie with Denzel has taken like legit numbers mm. over the uh, over the weekend, and I think with good Especially reason. Especially with nothing I... really else else out there. <laughs> okay, you know okay. what I mean? Let me suddenly drop. Don't, don't, rain, don't rain on their parade. I'm not raining on it. It's just a fact. Let them have it. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, let's call it what it is. I mean, Denzel made the movie. I think a lot of it's like no one's going to give Denzel Washington's movie a friggin' three. Yeah, well, Denzel, three out of ten. You know what I mean? Be, you know what Denzel I think? Washington walks in with at least a seven. You know what I think? This is even uh, the equalizer, which is rubbish. Exactly, but yet that's probably yeah. pulling in at yeah. seven. This is this is just another installment of Antoine Fuqua apologizing to uh, <laughs> to Denzel, making him play the bad guy in Training Day. See, my thing is with, with, with Antoine <laughs> Fuqua too. I'm glad you brought him up too because I think this guy like had a monster hit early. And then it's been like treading water ever since. Honestly, you know I, agree. I, mean? I agree. I don't think Tough he's not he... a good director. I just think he makes bad movies. You know what I mean? It's this kind of thing. And not that so they're bad. Not like they're technically bad. They're just not that good. I agree. You know what I mean? They're, they're I on the road. He, he got a hit, and it was yeah. great, and it was mostly Denzel, probably. You know what I mean? But it, we just he hit something, and then it was like. He just never recaptured that. You know yes, what I mean? Yeah. It was like he got just lightning like in the bottle that one time. Just like, early. Yeah. Just like Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's a point. I think with this one, no, I, I don't. I not, think not entirely, almost. The, I think Magnificent Seven is the movie to break that curse. Um, we're talking about director Antoine Fuqua, who did direct this. Um, and directed it starring Denzel. He's done a lot of projects with Denzel Washington. Most of Antoine Fuqua's movies to date have not been that great. You're right. I mean, they're not bad. They're just, I mean, I'm, I'm skimming through his stuff right now. And I mean, they're not bad what's movies. What's his last three just, movies? Equalizer in 2014, which, which, was, which was amazing. Um, Exit Strategy in Den- 2015. Wait, 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 wait. Southpaw 2015. Equalizer was Denzel as the Terminator. <laughs> right. Okay. okay this dude, and it was bad. Anytime there was an explosion, it's, it's Denzel walking away in slow motion. Slow motion. Yeah. Right. No, he gets shot dude, in that movie and he just like puts like wax on it or something. He's like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. And then, like, walks away. Southpaw. Her Southpaw was pretty good. Nah. Southpaw was with um with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal doing his Rocky Marciano impression. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, the movie was forgotten in like two weeks. Let's be honest. Um, I don't know about exit strategy. Denzel played Chisholm in this movie. If anyone's seen the original uh, Magnificent Seven, this is the role played by Yul Brenner. It's the uh, the bounty hunter. He's the lawman. 
Well, Bonnie Hunt is good enough, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, he's the one that's actually asked by the townspeople who are being terrorized by this mogul with violence and death and things. They find this guy who comes to town looking for a bounty and see, yo, this dude's some serious stuff. We're farmers, not fighters. We need some help. Let's see if this guy can handle business for us. So, so they hire one man to take out an army of like 700 henchmen. Yep. Yeah. What's up, Herb? You saw this? Oh, no, I was I was like thinking about the original. The original was was, was some stuff. I noticed this movie followed the same uh, saw the same storyline plot in which a cowboy comes to town. Excuse me, sir, can you help us? It's like cool. What do you need? Huh. We need you to put your life on the line to save a town of people you don't know. I got this. How many? Four or five henchmen. I'm good. Um, an army plus. Uh, I may need to hire a couple more guys for this. I need an Indian. Yeah. I need at least one more guy. And that's one thing I noticed, Jay. They covered yes. every point. This was yes, they did. They hit every the most 2016 type thing. thing we yeah. got. We got going. Like there's. There's got to be an Indian around here somewhere. <laughs> it was, it was, There's still one left. It was legit Indians. It wasn't like, you know, like, yeah, white yeah. guy in red face. You know what I mean? It was like legit Indian. Actual Native Americans. It still but, doesn't make it any more believable, let's be honest. <laughs> but consider it this way. This is a work of fiction about folk Because folks. it's not a Puerto Rican guy in makeup, it doesn't mean it's... They had their Latin quota filled. <sighs> it's, a, it's a story about folktale heroes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In which case, these guys are going to be freaking superheroes. Okay, This was a video game. They had uh, one, one type of each class. You got your sharpshooter. You know, you got your, you got your loudmouth gambler who's also, like, you know, good with the six guns at close range. You've got Denzel who's just your all-around hero. You've got your uh, your Native American who's your melee action star. You've got um, Vincent D'Onofrio as your tank class. Oh, yeah, he's just a tanker. This just was, yeah. bowling over dudes. Just like, <laughs> literally, everyone else had to... Every, he's the only one who really had to work for his kills. Everyone, everyone else is, like, picking people off. It's like doing it by uh, hand. I mean, after what he went through, when he was a full metal jacket to be hey look what happened dude i mean he came out like a warrior boy all i know all, all i'll say is i was no, six no down infantry when you, when you, when you made it he made it when you were first introduced to Tanafrio, it's these two cats who's talking mess about him he just like comes out of nowhere from like behind the wall that you you're barely aware is there and just like murks the kool-aid guy like, just, he did. Yeah, it just comes out of nowhere with a rock and i swear to god before then he was just there to do that voice he does this voice that makes you think this man might not be all that right in the head. If you've ever seen Gunsmoke, imagine if Festus Gunsmoke. had brain damage. Um, no one's seen Gunsmoke. So that's no, 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 I've seen mm-hmm. Um Well, anyways, that's the that's thing. I'm, I'm into westerns, and this movie grew on me. I wasn't really feeling it at first when we walked out of the screening, but... Uh, having taken time which is, to think about it over the which past, which is interesting week. to hear you say because you're mm-hmm. usually not a guy that changes your mind. Not you're not. Mean, I'm not trying to say you're stubborn in any way, but it's <laughs> but usually you know you, you see something, you have an opinion, and you stick take, to it. Yeah, you know, you're like I mean? this. So, this movie sucks. Period. Point blank. So I was incredibly surprised well, that, that let, you they have pull a turn over here on me. Well, the thing is, having <laughs> let this one set in, I started thinking about first of all the obvious references mm-hmm. to other westerns uh, mm-hmm. that are in this movie, and I mean uh, homages, which is cool. Well, I mean, Western I, anyway. I, I like westerns. A, I like mm-hmm. somebody who appreciates those and is working those in and isn't trying to go uh, too far in either direction because it's set in the old west. It's got to be extra gritty, extra raw, extra dirty. Everyone's got to be getting scalped every other well, scene or too far in the opposite direction. Well, where, I mean, where, you know, Surrey with 
the fringe on top. Everyone's wearing pink shirts and, you know, flashy gun belts. Well, um, the the nature of the free. Western is kind of like an homage to these legends and everything, too. Yeah. So everything's kind of like a copy well, of something that came before. That's, you that's know, all right? early America had. Think about the concept of the settlers who came to this, to this continent from somewhere else. Well, don't give me that smirk, man. I'm, I'm making a point. Uh, well, basically, they came and they had nothing. All you had is still, they didn't have, like, TV back then. They didn't have iPods and stuff. You know, you had to make up stories. So you tell the story of, well, you know, your grandfather, he had a farm, and then he tilled it, and then he died. Like, no. It's like, I'm thinking just like grandfather more like just man. A- he, he snatched uh, the land from the jaws of evil men who tried to. Them engines, uh, right? Yeah. Well, just <laughs> in not, structure, you know far, what I mean? Maybe. It's usually the quiet, sullen hero he enters a town, and he yeah. helps somebody out that he needs. I mean, like, like one of my favorite is a. Oh, Pale Rider, so. you know, uh, mm-hmm. Pale Rider by uh, mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood. It's mm-hmm. such a good movie, but it takes like a theme of this quiet hero, like entering a town, helping this family, shooting the bad guys, and walking off into the sunset. That's that was it, a right? Lot. The tropes that Hollywood made popular that we've come to accept over time. But if time, you do them well, it doesn't really matter if you beat them to death. Good, good movie's a good movie. I don't and this movie, to me, it didn't start off good enough, but I realize it's the best example of the classic Western that we have today. We mentioned a few before the show when we were talking about this, and 310 to Yuma, great movie, mm-hmm. I think. You would actually mention Posse. Not so Posse. <laughs> not so <laughs> Mar- Marvel Peoples. Big Daddy Kane was in that movie, by Big the way. You're going to see a movie uh, with Big Daddy Kane and Stephen Baldwin hey, in the same man. movie. Hey. Yeah, Doesn't Stephen Baldwin die in that movie? Everyone dies yeah. in that movie. Everyone, I mean, Marvel Peoples, Peoples made it. Yeah. <laughs> Peoples made it, yeah. All right. But no, we're getting kind of off the point. <laughs> without, Antoine Fuqua is a fan of Westerns. He made this movie because he was a fan of westerns, and huh. a lot of this is an homage that I can see in the uh, aftermath of everything we got, which pretty much was um, a lead up to a boss fight with a cartoonish villain. Uh, I mean, this dude did everything short of like twirling his mustache while tying um, Polly Purebred to the train track. <laughs> to the train track. Yeah. You know, seriously, like Pure this dude, bread. he seemed to be like Paul Giamatti with with Daniel Day Lewis hair. I mean, listen, I was there. I you, seen him you, with you. I'm not gonna front. I'm not a huge fan of westerns. Hater. So, <laughs> watching it, I thought it was great for what it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. I mean, like you said, all the western tropes in it. I mean, I like. I think the acting went very, very well. Um, I was. I shouldn't be too surprised that Fuqua dig dug deep into his uh, actors who he worked with before. I know I was making fun of the lead female uh, when we was at a theater called her. Uh, <laughs> called her the poor man Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> she really she, was. But I mean, oh, I give her I mean, due. She I mean, bad. she was. I mean, shouts, shouts to Haley Ben. Um, Haley Bennett's her name. Mm-hmm. She. She was with um she was in um the equalizer apparently so she made a she made an appearance in the equalizer i'm not sure what bigger role because i didn't see equalizer. Uh, probably russian but, prostitute number three <laughs> and she was in your favorite movie hardcore henry oh hardcore henry was the oh, so you, she was but she was in she was in that movie as well so be so she's not some slack or anything like that she's been around for a little bit so props to her mm. i thought it was good for what it was i mean my wife's family love my wife's father loves western so this is one of those sort of things where i never give him a reference to anything but i would give him a reference to go see this but hey you should go see this buddy yeah. for somebody who loves westerns you'll get a huge kick out of it I- I was nervous, as nervous as you were when we went to go see Tarzan. And you were like, how's this going to pan out? How are the the black folks going to look in Tarzan? It's what you were thinking. But I was thinking the same thing. Like, how are the Native Americans going to look at this movie? Somebody going to call somebody an engine? Is Injun Joe going to get cussed out? Is what I was thinking. I'm like, how's this going to look? The movie really paid attention to not... They didn't take the easy route of, well, we'll make a lot of racist jokes here. They they paid attention to the hot button that they were treading around the whole time, including the scene where they came across the Native American uh, burial 
spots, yes, uh, plots yep. where they buried Native Americans buried their well didn't buried their, they uh, placed dead bodies above ground, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that was their tradition. And they actually had to talk about whether or not um, if if a Native American dies, should they bury them uh, within the white man's uh, cemetery and you know plot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's like some deep stuff that you know no one really talks about and talks about with respect. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that's a, that'd be a testament to Fuqua. It yeah, really is. Okay, so okay, brother, tell me, tell me though, tell me. When Denzel first walked into that town, didn't it feel like there were just five or six people just waiting to call him a nigga? Just, just wait. I, I, I like, thought so. There he's just, and and then, I was and like, then, it's going to happen. I was waiting for it, and it didn't happen. <laughs> I'm very happy. It Pin drops. Yeah, it's like, Seriously. When we're introduced to Chris uh, Pratt, mm-hmm. he did a great job, I think. Played his role. I thought he was going to be really goofy. I thought he was going to be very out of place. I thought so, too. Mm-hmm. He fit in. I liked his character because it seemed like he was a funny man for a reason. You know, like mm-hmm. he's the dude who had some baggage. He's the dude who had some like you know past, and that's just his coping mechanism. Nah, he's like an ace you know? actor. You know what I mean? He's a funny dude. And he's a uh, but he does have that seriousness to him. You know what I mean? I he's really done like a few him. few yeah. pictures where he's he's had to do that. So well, this was choice, I like to see the Chris was... Pratt like that more than the the idiot. Chris Pratt definitely did a good job. I think I want to say he made this movie because Denzel was Denzel. He was Denzel's Denzel always Denzel in the West. He, isn't always a version of Denzel. He's he's so good in so many things though. Yes, he is. But uh, uh, pretty much, see improvised lines too, man. Like when I want to say the the Avenge Me line was it uh, was improvised. <laughs> it, just, it, had to be. it didn't seem like Old West. It just it seemed really like did. Denzel. Does it seem like Red Dawn? Avenge Me? No, no, no. Avenge Me, boys. No, no, no. There's a few lines in this movie where it was it's a, like, a nice little little line. He was like, "So what happens with Dykos? I don't know. Avenge Me." Just his delivery was so Denzel. It was really good. Um, I don't. I, I don't want to harp on this too long. I think we've made our opinion known. But uh, definitely, Chris Pratt is a solid performance. A reason to see this, uh, Denzel. If you like Denzel, see this. This yes. is pretty much it's Denzel and Ethan Hawke, and I was waiting for like a Training Day reference. <laughs> I really was too. <laughs> Smoke this man. Yeah, I was like, what? Man, you get that from the Indian guy. If you don't chew this tobacco, we have a problem. <laughs> Man. <laughs> All right, the car, the villains in this were cartoonish. It is the epitome of just the out there, out there western. They did everything short of like having Dudley Do Right ride into the rescue at the end. Um, but There's a movie I, for I that enjoyed too. this as a as a wrestle, as a wrestling as a uh, hardcore western fan. Cactus Jack shows uh, up in this movie. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> he was in the saloon. Man, yo, as a hardcore western fan, the only thing missing from this was was Hoss and Little Joe. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I enjoyed it. If you like westerns, I highly recommend Magnificent Seven. If you don't like westerns, um, maybe you could take a leave, it, right? Jeff? You still might like the actors in this, so you might still want to see it. Yeah, yeah, the actors were good. Uh, I Ethan agree. Hawk, one thing that bugged me about Ethan Hawke's performance is they actually a lot of a lot of performances. Each character they tried, and I mean, you can tell effort was there. They just didn't follow up on it, and that may be a matter of time or budget or whatnot. They introduced them e- each, and you're supposed to feel their. They have individual storylines. They're like, okay, they they talk about this. Oh, we'll go back to this, and this will play a deep part in the story, right? Never touch on any of them again. Ethan yeah. Hawke has a, has a has like a a, a shell shock moment. He's like a, a PTSD moment from the Civil yeah. War, mm-hmm. and that's like, oh, that's gonna be a big thing with his character. Never go back to it. They go back to it maybe like once in passing. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris Pratt with his uh, with his uh, with his anger management issues. There's one scene where he, he has to get his horse back, and he talks to a dude like. Man, we were having a nice conversation. Why do you have to go for your gun? Now it's going to be a thing. It's like, oh, it got tense. Never go back to it. Pretty much. And it, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of that that you notice, and it's blatant because I thought it was because they were setting up for it. And a lot of Westerns do that where they set up for it and then they go back to it. But I'm thinking of things like, you know, the, the movie Shane. 
You know, it's like that's the main plot of the movie. And I figure with this, the only reason they didn't go back to it was because you couldn't in a movie where you have supposedly, quote unquote, seven or he's a hack main director, stars, seven leads. Yeah. Um, but, but, but without going Magnificent Seven, uh, I highly recommend anyone who's into Western see it. Cool. Cool. 